Welcome to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. Just play by play coming to you live here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here with Coach Brian Colley. Uh, we are happy to be here because, man, look, um, whew, uh, just south of here, there is a is a really rough traffic accident. And to everybody who's involved in that, man, we we're sending our thoughts and our prayers. We had a struggle getting here to the studio today, and we're certainly thinking and praying of everybody involved in that. But we've got a fun show coming your way today. Uh, Coach Birdie Williams of South Lafouche Boys Basketball will be joining us at noon. His team lost a heartbreaker last night against Central Lafouche. Um, but look, be honest, it was a heartbreaker because the Tarpons played exceedingly well. I didn't know that it would be close enough to be a heartbreaker. Um, but they played exceedingly well and defended their home floor, came up a little short. We'll give some thoughts about that in just a second. Then at 12.15, we've got Taylor Griffin who will be joining us uh, to get Turtle's thoughts on some things happening around the area and beyond. We've got our mailbag. We want to discuss Draymond Green just knocking someone out last night like he's out of control. We'll talk about all that throughout the course of the show, maybe get some, a little bit of Saints, a little bit of LSU. But first, <clears throat> excuse me, we dive into our boys and girls basketball scoreboards from last night. Let's start with the ladies. Ladies first. In 5A, South Lafouche, in a game that you and I called, get a 51-41 win over Central Lafouche. The Lady Tarpons, I don't think, played their best last night, and I think Darian Jenkins kind of echoed that when she did her post-game interview with us. But at the end of the night, too much Nyla Lyons down low, too much Ellie Lorraine. Lady Tarpons got balanced scoring. They beat the Trojans 51-41. South Lafouche, um, I think, is a testament to their growth. Last year, if they didn't play well, they would have lost. This year, they didn't play their best, and they get a 10-point win. Good on Coach Jenkins and her team. They did what they had to do. They defended their home floor, and in the second game in as many nights, they get a 10-point win over a 5A opponent. So good on the Lady Tarpons for defending their home floor and getting a big victory over Central Lafouche. Yeah, and look, I like the uh, the inside-out game that the Lady Tarpons had uh, last night. Uh, not a Lions on the inside. If We said it throughout the broadcast. If you play in back of her, uh, you're picking up a foul or you're getting the ball out of the net. She's scoring. Yeah, she's she's terrific, man. Only a ninth grader. Absolutely terrific and a, a program-changing player. Um, last night, 5A action. How about this? E.D. White's off to a great start to the year. They were lacking, and I wrote about this last night, they were lacking a signature win. They're not lacking a signature win anymore. They go on the road and get a 54-36 to win over H.L. Bourgeois. Not surprised that E.D. White won that game, but I am surprised that they won that game decisively. A great win for Coach Snack and his team. Year two, baby. Year two always is smoother than year one. Snack got that thing rolling. That's a big win for E.D. White last night. Going to the reservation and beating a bourgeois team that has some good wins this season. E.D. White puts it on him. Gets an 18-point win. Great showing for them last night. Wow, I didn't realize 18 points. That's, uh, look, uh, Coach Sanak always did a great job when he was at South Terrible, and now he has uh, a little more depth with uh, with him on that team. And he's uh, early on, he's doing a great job over there. Yeah, he's got Carolina Adams too. That helps. Well, yes. <laughs> University Lab gets an eighty-eight to fifty-two win over Assumption. That's just a tough matchup for Assumption. University Lab is ridiculous. Uh, 4A, we got, let's see, we told you about South Lafouche beating Central Lafouche. We told you in 3A about E.D. White getting a win. Donaldsonville played Santamont. No score was reported. Uh, Patterson and West St. Mary were canceled. The girls' scoreboard was actually light uh, yesterday. Terrebonne and Homa Christian played. I saw pictures of it, but I didn't see any 
score posted. And come on, man, y'all get get your scores in, bro. Um, Central Catholic of Morgan City gets a forty-seven to thirty-six win over Vermilion Catholic. So a good win for the Eagles. CCA gets a road win, sixty-two to thirty-five. How about this? This is a district game. District starting already in that district, and CCA gets a sixty-two to thirty-five win over Centerville. That's our girls basketball scoreboard from last night. Now we shift over to the boys, where we have pretty much all of the scores reported. Crazy how that works, right? Central Lafouche gets a forty-seven to forty-four win over South Lafouche. The Tarpons led. Late in the game, but Central Lafouche wins the last 90 or so seconds. Blaze Gisclair makes a go-ahead three-pointer. Then the Tarpons just kind of, I don't know, just kind of fumbled it a little bit. Had a couple of turnovers, um, rushed a shot, threw it away, um, had a five-second violation. They did get off a clean three-point opportunity for the tie at the buzzer. Titan Alamo just missed it off of the baseline. So the Tarpons fall 47-44. to but, man, here's my thoughts on this one. Um, Central Lafouche is a senior-led team. South Lafouche, by and large, is a sophomore, freshman, junior-led team. The seniors are probably supposed to beat the sophomores, so they did what they needed to do. But the fact that the sophomores were able to play them close for the full 32 minutes, man, both teams could take some positives out of this. The Tarpons fought harder last night than I had seen them fight at any other point in the season. I'm extremely curious to see when we have Brody on because the Tarpons struggled early. They were down 20 early. Then Coach Williams found a lineup, and I'm going to try to make sure I get all the kids right. It was Petrie, Dardar, Cooper, Alamo, and Jarvis. No, not Jarvis. I'm missing. I'm missing one there. But that they found that five man mix. Oh, Santamon, not Jarvis. Yes, Santamon. They found that five man mix, and those five guys primarily played pretty much the whole second half. So I'm curious to see when we get Brody on at noon. Do you come out your next game and do you start those five? Like how do you how do you do that? Because that group there played better than the Tarpons have played at any other point in the season. Coach, how would you handle that? How, how would you handle those types of situations? Well, uh, I would go with the guys who are going to buy into the system, who are going to play hard. And I think he found five of them. And they got more on the team. They'll get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But the five of them that were playing well together – it's kind of hard to uh, – why stop? Santamont, as a ninth grader, didn't look frazzled, made some big shots. I was super impressed with Meathead last night, playing hard, hustling, hair on fire, played great. And, dude, I mean, the 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 blood and guts, the pulse of the team is Terrence Petrie. Terrence Petrie is, 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 oh, is incredible. He is you know, a 10th grader. So super proud. I get the free songs you're talking about. I mean, you guys know the history that I have. That's super proud of the young man. He was incredible last night, left it all out there. But at the end of the day, another young man that I'm super proud of, Blaze Gisler makes the big shot. The Trojans get the win. Evan Griffin gets the run-out layup. The Trojans all agreed. I talked to Blaze. I talked to Evan. I talked to Gage after the game. They all agreed. This is not a game they would have won last year. They would have found a way to mess it up at the end. Now they're starting to win some of those close ones. And Gage agreed on the radio table. 
You're facing a South Lafouche team that only has one win. You want to make the playoffs in Division One non-select? That was a must-win for them last night, and they found a way to gut it out. Good on them. Yeah, without a doubt. Early on in the season, you're facing a team that only won one game. You have to. And South's going to be facing that situation on Friday. Destrand's coming in, I believe, 0-7. Uh, any aspirational player, you, you have to take care of this win because, look, Destrand's 0-7 in the district that they're in. It's, not going to win, man. It's going to be tough. Yeah. So, yeah, you you got to take care of business on Friday. But last night's game, look, the Trojans, senior leadership, and they paid the price for it. These, these uh, seniors or sophomores, juniors, uh, getting beat close games. And uh, in some games, you know, you battle and you fight, scratch, you claw. And they did it for two years. Now it's their third year. Their senior leadership showed off. And when uh, Blaze, I saw you interview after, uh, he wanted the basketball. Yeah, said he wanted the shot. And he uh, possession or two earlier, he goes, I was open. I wanted it. Uh, I wanted that shot. And look, give credit to the Tarpons. They hung around. They played hard. The, uh, the Trojans missed easy shots in the paint. But the Tarpon defense had a lot to do with that yep. because uh, they were they rattled them and they lost their composure on the road. Uh, Coach Griffin, we spoke to him yesterday, and he uh, he was saying there's going to be an atmosphere trying to tell his kids, you, you've never been in this type of atmosphere. And um, Tarpon just did a good job of not giving up, finding the right guys for that night for sure who gave them the best chance to win, and he rolled with them, and you had a shot at the end. So they're now 7-3, and three, and the message that I would give to the South Lafouche fans is, look, you're going to be them soon. You know, you're going to have a rough year. Next year you'll be a little better. The year after that you'll be even better than that because that's what the youth does. The youth progresses. So if you're in that locker room, man, you've got to stick together. The Trojans stuck together, and they're reaping those benefits right now. HL Bourgeois goes on the road, and they get a 77-64 to win over Westgate. Bourgeois taking some momentum. Uh, that showdown with Vanderbilt on Friday is going to be awesome. Um, the Braves go on the road and get a victory over Westgate, keep their win streak alive. They've now won several in a row. Terrible, man. I heard for Brandon Brown. They have been in so many close ones, just can't find a way. Boy, if they could have went on the road and beat Bruley, Bruley has a bunch of wins. That would have been a huge win for them last night. Instead, they fall 69-67. to the Tigers just can't seem to break through, man. They win a couple of them, then they lose a couple of them. They just can't seem to go on that big surge that everybody's kind of waiting on there. Yeah, and look, you're talking about sticking together. This team needs to stick together because when they finally break through, they're going to win some games in bunches. It's a sham, man. Yeah, I feel for Coach Brown so close. They lost Again. the game on, on the buzzer at the Vanderbilt tournament that he was telling us about. I mean, yep. just, it's just been such a heartbreaking um, couple of weeks for them at times. But you, you got to take something out of that that loss on the road at Brueling, which is a tough place to play, and carry it over to your next games. Ellender and Homer Christian played last night. I don't have a score. I'm going to text Richard Jones here during the commercial, try to get that one for you. Morgan City and Centerville, no score reported. Uh, we told you about Westgate and Bourgeois. Berwick, whoo! Central Catholic put it on Berwick last night. Central Catholic played three straight 5A schools at the Bourgeois Tournament. They took out some frustrations after their 0-3 start. They beat Berwick 80-34. to If you played Central Catholic or if you play Central Catholic this season and you see the 0-3 start and you're worried, you know, hey, how many games are they going to win? 
don't worry. They're going to win a bunch. They're really good. They get a uh, 44, 46 point win last night against Berwick. Patterson gets a one point, 54 to 53 win over Franklin last night. Boy, the gym must have been rocking there. That one was at Patterson. They beat a parish rival, Franklin, uh, by one point. Not a parish rival, but an area rival by one point. St. James at their home tournament loses to Dutchtown 53 to 41. So Dutchtown gets a win over St. James. Home of Christian School in Ellender, no score reported. Uh, Covenant Christian Academy didn't play, so we already told you about Central Catholic getting an 80-34 to 34 victory. Partner, any scores last night other than the two Tarpon games that stood out? I thought Bourgeois made another statement. Going the road to Westgate, that's always a tough place to play. They get a double-digit win. Keep the train rolling, man. Yeah, I think it's a big win for Bourgeois because typically in the past, Westgate as the season goes on, starts putting things together and start they start winning more games. So look for Westgate to get a bunch of wins in the back half of the season, which is going to help Bourgeois in, in the power rankings. And looking at a scoreboard, I mean, Central Catholic putting up 80. Uh, that's impressive for just their fourth game of the season. And uh, Chalmette. Man, took a uh, a beating from uh, Shaw, 65 to, struggling, man. to 27. Yeah, they're struggling. They don't have very many wins to start the year. I'd be curious to see if they can round into form as we uh, we get a little further down the road. Bell Chase, Tarpons play them coming up soon. They lose to St. Paul's, 76-55. to 55. I mean, St. Paul's is really good. No shame there. Zachary gets a 71-56 to 56 win over Walker in a matchup of two state powers. So, that's kind of our scoreboard from yesterday. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about a couple of things over the high school ranks. Um, we're going to discuss Vanderbilt and John Curtis tonight a little bit, kind of break down some things, look at some early power rating numbers, all leading to Brody Williams at noon and then Taylor Griffin at 12.15. Then we got our mailbag at the bottom of the show. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today. At Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport.
by play. Casey Justclair here with Coach Brian Colley. We got Brody Williams coming in 10 minutes, but we've got a big showdown matchup tonight um, in Division One Select. John Curtis is currently the number two team in the state of Louisiana on the girls' side with an 8-2 and two record. In Division Two Select, Vanderbilt Catholic is currently number three on the girls' side with a 6-2 and two record. So these are two top 28 teams that are going to be locking up. You look at the John Curtis schedule. They score, man. Their last game, they beat Ponchatoula 79 to 70. They also beat Vanderbilt 53 to 43 earlier in the season. My guy Waski's competitive as heck. He ain't gonna want to lose two times in a row to the same team. We're super excited to see that one. The Terriers and the Patriots. Um, you've seen Vanderbilt. We haven't seen John Curtis in person, but you've seen Vanderbilt. How would you try to slow them down? I think it all starts and ends. With the head of the snake, Michaela Charles, you got to figure out a way to limit her. But the thing is, how the heck do you do that? She's a great back-to-the-basket post player. If you've got size, then she just goes sneak behind the three-point line and makes threes. Like, she's such a versatile player. How would you try to defend the Terriers tonight if you were John Curtis Christian School? Oh, man, if you have another big to uh, to help, you can defend her and maybe – uh, playing back of her, but when she gets the ball, have somebody from the top side come down and double team her. If you stay in the back of her, she'll make a move. And um, I, I would try and double team her as much as possible. But if they take her out, and look, Vanderbilt can take her from the post and put her on the perimeter. And if a big is guarding her, that, that takes a big away from the rim, which uh, might help Vanderbilt with some offensive rebounding. But I would uh, – I would you would have to seriously think about double teaming her every time she gets the ball and as if you're playing back and probably my first thing would be not to let her get the ball try and play in front and in back of her as, as much as possible on the flip side I think that one of the things John Curtis is going to have to do well tonight and it's something that the first game that we saw Vanderbilt this season um against Ponchatoula when Ponchatoula had success they were breaking the pressure, and we're drawing fouls and we're getting to the free throw line. If we get a game that's officiated tonight like the girls' game that was officiated last night, and I'm not saying it was a poorly officiated game. That's far from it. I'm actually saying it was a very well-officiated game. But if we get a game that's tightly called like we had last night, Curtis could shoot a bunch of free throws. But Vanderbilt's not going to back down. They're going to be in your face. They're going to be rough. They're going to be a very physical defensive team. If you could withstand that, you're going to be able to draw some fouls. You're going to be able to do some things to uh, get your team in advantageous situations, get some players in foul trouble. If Curtis could handle that pressure and handle that physicality, they're going to shoot themselves some free throws tonight, and I think that's a big key. Ponchatoula handled it well in spurts, but they didn't handle it well early in the game, fell behind. If Curtis could handle that, they'll be in a better shape. And I think having played them already this season probably gives both teams a little bit of an edge because you know what to expect from the other. Curtis won that last matchup 53-43. to It'll be interesting to see how it goes tonight. Yeah, it seems like maybe a slower tempo pace game they played the first time. I don't know uh, John Curtis's transition offense and defense if, if uh, they get back quick on defense or if they do push the ball on offense. But uh, – Vanderbilt has the, the capability of going ahead and, and, and pushing the ball uh, at times, and I think they, they can shoot the ball from the outside. So uh, we'll see if it's uh, – I'm sure uh, Coach uh, Jowalski can, uh, will go ahead and – he's going to have a game plan either way if they uh, 
an up-tempo game or a slower-tempo pace. I think one of the big parts of the game plan is going to be, man, uh, let's let's ride this crowd. I'm expecting a nice crowd. I'm expecting a lot of energy in the gym, and, and we certainly look forward to uh, to being out there tonight. Let's take a look at some power rating numbers. So you're looking forward to broadcasting tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. See, now you know what it means. Now you don't feel left out anymore. You know what Gage and I were talking about? Look, I, I interviewed Gage, and, and after I finished, he was walking out of the gym, and he said, my assistant coach told me to tell you, acknowledge me, which is what Roman Reigns does. So, yeah, I mean, we made some new friends, man. I got some other nerds that I could talk wrestling with. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Now, if you're walking into a gym and you start acknowledging me stuff, that's, over, that's yeah. way, way overboard. No, it's not way overboard. Yes, it is. Girls basketball power rating numbers. And by the way, before we get to the power rating numbers, I want to do a couple things. I want to shout out the South Lafouche Junior Varsity Boys team for getting a big win last night over um, Central Lafouche. Played well. Got a big win. Shout out to them. That was an exciting game. It was. Yeah. Came down to the wire. Tarpon uh, youth shined through, and they, and they got a big win. Second thing that I want to say is we do have a scoreboard update. Thanks to Richard Jones for this. I respect the hell out of a coach that sends me the score whenever they lose. And and he just told me Ellender beat them 63-24 to last night. Um, so the Patriots put it on home of Christian pretty good. Um, coach Jones said they were playing without a couple of key pieces, and Ellender just kind of took advantage of that and gets a lopsided win. Uh, so thanks to Richard for sending us that in. Um, some power rating figures. Look, we're 10-11 games in. We can start looking at this. Non-select Division One for the girls. Hanville's currently number 10. East St. John's 20 is, is not 20. East St. John is 14th. Thibodeau is 18th. Destrahan sitting at 23. South Lafouche at 27. So South Lafouche is right at that line, right? They got to keep winning, got to keep making some things happen, but it's so super early. Bourgeois 30, 35th right now. Central Lafouche 38th. South Terrebonne 41st and Terrebonne 43rd. If you're those teams, South Terrebonne and Terrebonne, and you're all the way at the bottom, though, it is kind of getting late early. You're going to have to figure some things out to try to reverse that. Division two. Non-select. Uh, you got Lutcher sitting at number 24 right now. They're the highest-ranked local team. Everybody else locally would miss the playoffs if the playoffs started today. Ellender's 35th, Assumption 36th, Morgan City 39th. Assumption's not going to stay 36th. I've seen them play throughout the summer. They've got some talent there. They're playing a rougher schedule. Assumption's going to catapult. I'd be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. Division two select. Girls basketball. Vanderbilt's number three right now. Holding strong. The, the challenge that Vanderbilt's going to have is Lafayette Christian might be the best team in the state any class. They are 11-0. and They have a nine-point lead in power points over wow. the second-place team. Um, so, yeah, Lafayette Christian is ridiculous. E.D. White is ridiculous, too, though. They're number five in Division II, selected with an 8-2 and two record. Coach Sinak and his team are playing very, very well. Home of Christian School in Division Three, select for the girls. They have not played a game except last night. We don't have a score from that one last night, but they just opened their season. And then Division Four, Central Catholic of Morgan City, sitting at number eight with a two and two mark, and Covenant Christian sitting at nineteen with a five and four mark. So now let's go to the boys real quick, and then we'll get to Brody Williams. Um, on the boys' side, boys basketball power ratings: Division One, non-select. Hanville currently sitting at number nine. Coach Randolph and the team is seven and four. They're currently sitting at number nine and in a good spot. HL Bourgeois, man, they got to be frustrated. They were in the top ten when they were losing games. Now they've started winning games. They've dropped down to number fifteen. They're ten and four. They won six or seven games in a row. They're right in there at number fifteen. Still plenty, plenty margin for error and plenty room to go up or go down. Number twenty-three, Terrebonne with a nine and five record. 
The Tigers, like HL Bourgeois, have a lot of room for, for some growth. Central Lafouche currently sitting at number 27, and that just goes to show how big that win was because you would not be 27 if you would have lost last night. You would be outside of the top 28 right now. So they're sitting at 27th with a 7-3 and record. East St. John is 1-4. They're 35th. Thibodeau is 3-5. They're 37th. South Lafouche sitting at 40th with a 1-5 record. And rounding out Division One non-select is South Terrebonne, who's 2-6 at number 42. And Destrahan currently last. They're 43rd with a 0-7 record. Division two, non-select. We've got um man, scrolling down. Morgan City right now, 24th with a three and seven record. They would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. How about this? Ellender would not be. Lutcher's currently sitting at 31 right now in Division Two non-select for the boys. Ellender's 34th. So it might not be a playoff year for Coach Cornell Scott and his team. Though I'll say this, they have them listed as one and nine. They're actually two and nine, so they're probably a little higher in actuality after last night's win. An assumption near the bottom at 41st with an 0-6 record. Division 2, select. You got the Vanderbilt Terriers who are sitting at number 10 right now with a 6-2 and record. I would love to see the nine teams that are better than them. <laughs> uh, but some of those teams, Lafayette, Christian Shaw, Madison Prep, Carver, I mean, some of those teams are ridiculous. One spot below them is E.D. White, who's a 5-0 and right now. They're sitting at number 11. Then we go to Division 3. Select where we have Homa Christian School right now that is currently sitting at 30th with a 3-2 and two record. Homa Christian School plays in a district that they could very easily win. Um, so that's another avenue for them if they can't get into the top 24. And then Division 4, Select, you've got, let's see, Central Catholic. Who? How about this? Central Catholic's 1-3, but because they played all them doggone 5A schools, they're number 11 right now. So they're in great shape with a 1-3 record. And then you got CCA, who's 4-4, four and four, sitting at number 18. So at least in the early stages, we're about a month or so in. In the early stages, it looks like we're going to have some playoff teams from the area, quite a few playoff teams from the area. Yeah, I always like to take uh, a look at South Lafourche's ranking and, okay, you get their number. What would it look like if they would be in Division Two? Well, Division One, they're 40. Guess what they would be in Division Two? Uh, 33? 40. 40. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There you go. So, that's it's kind of surprising. I don't think it will stay like that the rest of the season, but um, normally they would be a little bit higher. You think in Division Two, but Division Two is uh, has some good teams in there also. Look, man, it is what it is. For if you're the Tarpons, you got to start winning. I mean, you're you're one and five right now. You ain't gonna get into the playoffs at one and five. Now, look. You lost the Catholic of New Iberia, who's seven and one. You lost the Jesuit, who's eleven and one. You lost the Central Lafouche, who's seven and three. But you probably could have fared better in those Thibodeau games, right? You lose two of them to Thibodeau, who are three and five. Two of their three wins are against you. And uh, you got to win Friday against Destrehan. Destrehan does not have a win. You've got to find a way to win that game. You got to find a way to beat Bell, uh, Ellender after that. You got to win the ones that you're supposed to win and steal a couple of the others if you want to have a chance to get in. Yeah, no doubt. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll ask Coach Brody Williams about the way his team played. The Trojans get a 47 to 44 win last night. But I thought the Tarpon showed some signs of growth. We'll be chatting with Brody in the next segment. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. 
Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! We don't have any luck with Coach Brody Williams. We're trying to get him on. Um, but, man, Brody has told me several times that his phone sometimes doesn't work in the school building. So he agreed to come on. We just gave him a call, got voicemail, and now um, I just shot him a text to see if we could get him squared away. But the Tarpons had a hard-fought game last night. And uh, look forward to chatting with the coach. And I think he's actually calling us right now. So we we'll, should be able to get Brody on in just a second to talk about the way his team played, showing a lot of fight against Central Lafouche last night. And we go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have South Lafouche boys basketball coach, Coach Brody Williams on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How we doing? Good afternoon, Casey. Doing well. How y'all doing? Good, dude. Uh, tough one for your team last night. Um, you fall by three against Central Lafouche. And look, man, it just felt like at the end of the game, they were seniors and you were sophomores, man. They made some big shots, made some big plays. You guys had a five-second call, a couple of turnovers. They just looked like they better knew how to win in those circumstances than your team did. Yeah, we uh <clears throat> we had a shot. We you know at the beginning it looked like we were gonna get uh you know blown out, and I was proud of the team that they fought back and uh you know put some different people on the floor and they got after it and they played hard and they meshed well together and uh, they made a run at it and kind of got punched in the mouth and but he kind of punched back and at the end I uh, you know. Could have did call some things differently. I, I told him at the end of the game, I, you know, if I could go back, we'd do some things differently. But um, at the end of the day, uh, I, we, you know, I don't think we were supposed to be on the floor with that team. No one gave us a chance, um, and we had a chance to win it. Now, there's no moral victories. It still goes down as a loss in the in the in the in the, in the book. But um, I think it gave our team some confidence, especially some other kids that. Uh, you know, that put on the floor. I think he gave him some confidence going forward, and hopefully we just build that confidence. Well, that was the question I was going to ask. In the second quarter, you went with a lineup of Terrence Petrie, Meathead Dardar, Titan Alamo, Cullen Sanamont, and Mason Cooper. 
And you pretty much played those five the whole way through in the second half with good reason. Those guys really were making plays and were competing, and they gelled. Is this now a situation where you kind of relook your starting lineup, and are we going to see this five-man group you know, start the next game? Like, How do you approach that going forward? Because those five have played the best ball that you guys have played all season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a couple things. Philosophically, you know, I think we might be more of a, uh, you know, a zone team. Uh, we look we look good in the zone. Uh, you know, we, in past games we didn't look that great at it, but I think putting certain people in the right spots where they can excel. I think they did. They uh, you know they did they did well in the execute. Now look, we made a lot of shots, and that's what's so. Um, I was telling Coach Coach Gidry, it's kind of weird with a young team because. You know, we can go with the same starting five, um, you know, in practice or a game, and it might not look as great, or it might it might not look the same because it's just when you have a young young group like that, it's kind of inconsistent. You know, uh, could be at times, but right now we're gonna ride that group, and we you know we're gonna make some different, you know, rethink of who we play in and who's gonna get the playing time, and you know, some people might be motivated by, uh, you know, they might not play as much, and they might motivate them to start getting on board and and working harder, and um, you know that, that's the end of the game. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose doing it the right way and playing hard and competing. Um, and that's what I saw from that group. That, that we showed some grit, we showed some fight, we showed some competitiveness. We showed that we're not going to back down. We showed that we weren't scared um, against a very quality opponent and you know a very experienced opponent. So um, going forward, we're going to just have to rethink who who gets in the game with who. And who starts off the game, and, and it's going to be a learning process. It feels, feels like every game we have a different starting five in there, but uh, uh, definitely we're going to be rethinking that and looking looking at different things going forward. We wait for the announcement. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, look, Brody. Um, what was the last place supposed to be? You get the basketball, and look, Titan ended up getting a clean look, but it was kind of a busted play ball, kind of ricocheted out to him. What were you guys trying to do on that last play when you were down three? It was it was a play to get a three point shot from multiple looks. We used to call it Boston. Uh, Coach Kyle is listening; he knows what I'm talking about. It's it's a screen to screener action. If the shot in the corner was open, we take it, but they switched it, and then we screen the guy who set the baseline screen for him to get a shot, they switched that one. We ended up, the, the, the screener had to come back to the ball to catch it, and then the inbounder, once the inbounder was going to step on for a shot. Credit to them, they gave a they gave a good look. If we were down two, we might have went for the tie and for an inside look, but because we were down three, we had to go for, for a three-point play to, uh, to tie it up. But they made a good adjustment. You know, they did a three-switch. Same thing on the baseline of the bounce. They switched it, and I was trying to call timeout at the end, but I, I couldn't get field and see me. And I, I, I got to be louder. I got to be. I got to call it sooner. But um, yeah, they just made a good play, and uh, you know we ended up getting a shot off. I, I think questionably looking back at it, it could have been a foul. I know it's hard to call that foul in that situation at the end of a game, the end of a buzzer, um, and we just still would have had to make all three free throws, but. Um, yeah, they, they just play good defense and trying to get multiple three-point looks to tie up the game. You got a big one coming up Friday against Destrehan. Big in that, man, they don't have any wins. That's just not a game that you guys could afford to lose. What are you seeing from the Wildcats on film? They, uh, they're they athletic. We played them in the summer. You know, they, they, they got some athletes. They uh, 
They get up and down the floor well. They, they're a good rebounding team because they're kind of a little bit on the bigger side. I'm not going to say they, they're super big, um, but they're a little bit on the bigger side. That's where they can, uh, you know, they're going to get after you. They're going to pressure you. They're going to um, they're going to play aggressive. And one thing that's scary is, is even though they have no wins, they play in some good teams. And, and you know, we, we only have one win. So, like you said, you can't lose it, but you can't go in there and think, oh, you know, this is an old and whatever team and just take them lightly. I mean, we can't take anybody lightly. Uh, we got to show up and be super prepared and not only mentally but physically ready to um, to play a good, hard-fought game. And, you know, I like our chances. If we if we keep riding that confidence wave and we start buying in a little more and we start getting everyone on board, I think we can, uh, you know, it could be a big game for us and um, hopefully get some confidence and, and get a W. What did you tell the boys, man? I could tell that at the end of the night they were hurt and, uh, you know, walking off the floor, they were dejected. That was an emotional game. What did you tell them after the game? I told them, you know, no moral victories, right, that it's still a loss, but uh, I'm super proud of the, the effort they gave, and I'm super proud that they didn't back down and they, they manned together and they they fought back and, and that they competed. And it's something that – uh. You know, I was proud of Titan. I thought he, I thought he was a great leader on the floor. He plays with just so much heart. Terrence Pete is just a phenomenal basketball player. I was proud of him. Colin Santamon came up to me after the game and said, "You know, thank, thank you for giving me the opportunity, coach." And grant, rightfully so, because he wasn't even dressing varsity. This is the first varsity game he dresses because he's uh, been impressing us on JV, and he's definitely going to be dressing from now on. Um, I thought he, you know, we rebounded the ball better. I thought Meathead had his coming out game. He struggled in past games to kind of get going. But last night he played, you know, to his strengths, crashing the offensive glass and playing some defense and being aggressive, you know, and he, um, it showed. So I think some of those guys, but the difference was they wanted to be on the floor and they wanted to play hard and, 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 and do it the way we wanted to get done. And I think those guys that were on the floor – and other guys too, but I know we played those five pretty much the rest of the game. Um, you know, I was super proud of them. I was super proud of the team on the bench. They were into it. You know, they're super supportive, um, and they understood their role. No one complained. Uh, so hopefully, it's going in the right direction. I think it is, and um, I'm looking forward to just getting back to work today. Dude, uh, before we let you go, shout out to JV boys, man. They won a thriller last night, a great game. And, and as you said a minute ago, you know, some of those guys that are getting some varsity minutes now are playing on that JV level. You guys got a lot of young talent, bro. Yeah, um, you know, I think the future is definitely bright. We're going to um, got to compete this year, and, and, and hopefully we can get it going and get some wins. And, and then, uh, you know, next year we're going to have almost everybody returning. We're going to have a good, uh, a good solid base and foundation to just move forward from there. There you go. Thanks so much for the time, man, and uh, we'll chat soon, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Yep. That's Coach Brody Williams saying a lot of the things that a lot of folks are thinking, man. Just uh, struggle with some youth. Uh, he mentioned that they are going to maybe shift towards being more of a zone team based on matchups, and I liked his answer, man. Look, hey, this we found five that we know are going to go out there and compete, and we're going to try to give them the chance to carry it forward, but – you know, it should motivate some of the other guys that maybe weren't getting as much playing time to maybe go a little harder. And uh, I saw a quote the other day. It was from, uh, I believe, Greg Popovich, maybe John Wood. And one of those great coaches said, hey, if you're not happy with your playing time, do something to make me play you. And hopefully the 
some of the younger kids stepping up will motivate some of the other players, and you could start to build some depth. Yeah, do something on the court. <clears throat> do something on the court. Catch, catch the coach's eye where, uh, and just play hard. And uh, they found some guys last night that played hard, and it, it paid off for them. Look, they uh, banked the three-pointer in or here and there, but uh, <laughs> if, if you don't play hard, a lot of times that doesn't go in. Yep. So uh, you got to give them credit. They 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 fought back and had more than a chance at the end. They had the lead, yep. and just if um, I just found they played a little bit too fast at the end. But they're young. I mean, they can make those mistakes. Yep, no doubt. No, uh, and, when, and when they get into that situation again later in the season, it might be a different result. Yep, no doubt. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got the turtle. Taylor Griffin will be joining us. We'll ask him about. Oh, I don't know. We'll talk some high school basketball with the turtle. We'll ask him his thoughts on Draymond Green punching somebody in the face last night. Uh, all sorts of things that we've yeah. got to do. Yeah. Uh, it's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, as a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. Visit Septic at viscom.net. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Let me talk to you. It's play-by-play. Here we go to the phone lines, and we have Taylor Griffin on the line. Turtle, what's going on, man? Are you having a good day so far? Yes, sir. All good here. How y'all doing? Doing great, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we uh look, man, we uh I, I, I'm doing all the LA Knight stuff because I introduced Coach Collie to LA Knight yesterday, so now he's been yelling yeah and he's he's full steam ahead. We got him caught up over here, brother. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. 
<laughs> Look, dude, let's talk some high school basketball. Tarpons played Central Lafouche last night at home. The boys lost a heartbreaker but competed and played as well as they have all season. The girls didn't play their best but still were able to win by 10. We look forward to getting you on the call of these Tarpon games really, really soon. Um, man, the the it's youth. There's a lot of youth on both squads. Nyla Lyons for the girls, ninth grader, led the team in scoring, was exceptional. For the boys, Terrence Petrie, a sophomore, was incredible last night. They play Cullen Santamon, a ninth grader. He's making big fourth quarter three-pointers. It's a young group. It's a group that's going to make some youthful mistakes, but both teams are pretty exciting to watch. And I just wanted your thoughts is, you know, hey, man, it's a whole new cast of characters. Not a lot of names that we're familiar with on either team. Hey, man, that's that right there. That's uh, <clears throat> that's all fine and dandy, man. New year, new beginnings. And, um, you know, as far as the youth, um, What's what's good about that? You know, you, you, there's some good. There there there's some that you know it's it's tough. It's it's growing pains, man. It's growing pains. And uh, you know, if Coach Williams feels that these guys are ready to contribute, and you know, if, if he's got them working, you know, first team reps, so to speak, in practice, and uh, there's a there, there's nothing real bad that could come out of it. It's uh, as long as you know the youthful mistakes, as you mentioned, as long as the guys learn from it and grow from it, and you know learn what to do and what not to do from these youthful mistakes. You know, it's it's nothing but positive could come out of that. So, you know, I, I like it, especially with uh, you know with Cullen Santamon's height, and it, he he is a talented kid, no doubt. I've, I've seen clips of him. You know that it's uh, his dad Shane has shared on Facebook many many times over the last couple years, and he's obviously. Yeah, pretty darn good basketball player. So uh, I'm excited to see what what he could bring as a freshman. And uh, you know, all these other youthful guys with very minimal varsity experience. Um, you know, the little bit of the game I was able to catch at the very end. Um, you know, via Bayou Sports. Uh, you know, they they looked grown. They looked like they knew what they were doing. They they were they were hustling. They were aggressive. You know, I, you know Terrence Pete just you know gl- gliding up and down the floor. Looks like he really has a, a great grasp of the game. I saw uh, Meathead Dordor, you know, running full steam ahead, get, getting rebounds, almost scoring a little bucket at the end. You know, these uh, these guys are coming together just fine. I wouldn't be too worried about it. They um, they, as far as expectations go, they at this early point in the season they've surpassed what what I what I thought they'd be able to do against a pretty solid team like Central. So uh, I'm excited to see what the boys are doing. And uh, as far as the girls' team, you know, it's good that uh, Coach Jenkins got them right, too, and see what uh, that freshman uh, Miss Lyons has got this year. And can't wait to see them in action, man. I'm excited about Torpen basketball on both sides. You're breaking into somebody's car while you're on the phone with us? What was that? <laughs> uh, you know, the old uh, parking lot shenanigans at work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, uh, Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman Trophy. Um, I, he deserved it. He was the best player in college football. Malik Neighbors should have won the Blitnikoff and got hosed, but that's neither here nor there. Dude, 12 months ago, if someone would have told me Jaden Daniels is going to be so improved that he's going to win the Heisman Trophy and have arguably the best statistical quarterback season in LSU history, I would have laughed, but boy, he did it. And now there are a lot of folks saying he's going to be a top 10 pick in the in the NFL draft. Who good stuff from Daniels, the third ever Heisman Trophy winner in the school and might even get that number retired at some point. A crazy turnaround, and it just is a testament to hard work, bro, because uh, Brian Kelly said, hey, man, every player has a security card to get into our building. The cards don't work until 7 a.m. Jaden Daniels went to Brian Kelly over the summer, said, hey, can I get my card to work at 5 a.m. so that we could come get some extra work? That's what it's all about, my dude. Wow, that you, with all 
as much as I've been following LSU football and Jaden Daniels this year, that's the first I've heard of the uh, the 5 a.m. security court story. That that's that's awesome, man. That's that's beyond above and beyond winning attitude. That's that's that extra little something that it takes, man. That's that's good. I, I didn't realize that, but. Man, super happy for Jaden Daniels. And I'm like you, you know, 12 months ago, laughed in their face, man. You smoke and crack. Like, go somewhere else with that. But, uh, you know, Heisman winner, probably going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, I got my eye on you, New Orleans Saints. Hopefully, uh, you know, I, I, I would love to see them take a chance on him. That, that would be phenomenal. But that's that's a whole other discussion for another day, you know. Uh, but, yeah, man, LSU football, you know, their close losses – we, we we could solely blame a couple of games on the defense and still reasonably go like eleven and one and who knows what LSU would be facing at this point in the season now possibly a playoff game, but uh, man Jaden Daniels did everything that was asked of him he did everything he could do for the team uh, I'm happy for him proud of him and he uh, really gave Tiger fans something to be happy about and cheer for all year so good on him. Not sure if y'all heard this, but Mike Detillier has predicted uh, Jaden Daniels to go like in the top two Ooh. as early as number two. Wow. That'd be something. That? I, didn't, I didn't hear. Uh, I can't hear what Coach Colley's saying in the back. Oh, um, yeah. All he was saying is that um, Jaden Daniels is projected to go maybe second overall in the draft. He was just talking about how amazing it was that his stock rose that high. Oh, my. That's, that's impressive. Look, dude, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, Brian and I did a discussion about this yesterday on the show. The LHSA Executive Committee is proposing a rule change, an amendment change, a constitutional change, which would allow student, which, would, <laughs> which would allow student athletes to have a one-time freebie. You could transfer wherever you want without sitting out, like, much like we're doing in college now. And it, in essence, would... In my opinion, make recruiting rampant, and it would basically create a transfer portal in high school. I'm all for it at college, right? Because look, I mean, the kids are able to make money, and there's business decisions, and the coaches are able to leave at any time. So why shouldn't the kids have the same flexibility? I think it's a little bit much at high school. I don't think this is going to pass, but the fact that it's even proposed at all, I think, is interesting. You played high school sports. You coached high school sports. What are your thoughts on there basically being a proposal that would create a transfer portal within the LHSA? Man, if you would have asked me this a few years ago, I'd say that's absolutely ridiculous, preposterous, poppycock, whatever. There's no, there's no way this is a good idea. This, this is that's shut it down. It's unheard of. We, we're not going that route. But dude, at this point. I'm almost wanting to lean heavily towards let it happen. Police it the right way. It's because if you don't let it happen, they're going to freaking do it anyway, man. The, the, the people who have gotten away with cheating for so long are going to continue to do it anyway. So why not even the playing field, so to speak, and let it happen? At least we'll be able to keep records and the next out. For me, I would think the next level of quote-unquote cheating comes with, oh, he's trying to transfer again. So now you have you, you get to start fresh with a fresh set of firm rules, no exceptions, no, oh, I, I got a, you know, my dad got a new job, we're going here, oh, I'm going to live with my uncle and my grandma there. Like, no, like, it, it's over. You get, you get one shot. You get one shot. If you need to transfer for whatever reason, 
a second time, then you would be ineligible for the upcoming year in all sports. Not not this Zachary basketball football shenanigans they got going on either. In all sports, that's I, I'm at the point. Just let it happen. Start fresh and police it the right way from the beginning, and and set the tone, and you know let let let's do it. Why not? Why not? How crazy! How crazy! Well, I, I think it's absurd. I, I disagree with you there. I, I don't think. I hope we don't ever get to that point. But I do see what you're saying. It's being done by everyone else anyway. Might as well kind of legalize it. Um, but dude, you mentioned the the uh, tight end for Zachary Tredes Green. He was playing the entire football season. Is suspended for basketball season because they said, "Oh, bro, it was the basketball side that recruited him to Zachary." But yet nothing was done to Zachary's basketball team other than the kid being ineligible. Dude, like, do you want you and I to, like, start a uh, a chess team at South Lafouche? We could go recruit a bunch of 6'7", six, 6'8s, six, and uh, all they'll have to do is sit out the chess season. They'll be eligible for everything else. What a ridiculous precedent that is, isn't it? <laughs> that, that That's exactly right. I mean, th- that was my point. I mean, my, my point that you d- disagree with me, it stems from, dude, I mean, that. It's so ridiculous. I, it, it, my my point was born out of frustration. Like they're gonna they're gonna do it anyway it, until the LHSAA puts the hammer down on everyone, on everyone, not just the little teams that they catch, not just you know on, on all on all the Curtises, all the Rummels, all the whoever else is doing it, Zachary. I'm not going to mention any local teams because I don't need anybody bashing us around here. But you know, whoever you got to bring the hammer down on everybody, and until they take that serious, I'd rather them take a step forward in progress and say, you know what, everyone's allowed to do it now. If they're not going to say no one's allowed to do it, then say everyone's allowed to do it. That's where my point was born out of. And yeah, that's ridiculous, man. Like, start recruiting six, seven, six, eight. 200-pound athletes to play tennis, bowling, golf, <laughs> and suspend them from those sports for that year. Hell, suspend them for their whole career. Who cares? As long as they can play basketball, let's do it. Yeah, unbelievable, man. Look, we had a situation last night in the NBA where Draymond Green did what Draymond Green does. He was kind of being held, trying to post up. He just turned around and punched the dude in the face. That was cool. Him. Now, he apologized after the game. Oh, bro, I didn't mean to do that. Okay, this is the same guy who's kicked guys in the nuts multiple times. This is the same guy who stepped on DeMontis Sabonis a couple years ago. This is the same guy who just a couple weeks ago had a player in a chokehold in the middle of the game. Look, dude, I'm so tired of this guy. I hope the NBA hammers him. There's no doubt it was intentional. He punched the dude in the face. I'm tired of Draymond Green, man. Tired. Yeah, this tired, tired, tired of Draymond Green. This this guy, he needs a twenty five game suspension or something. He needs something serious. He needs to get some pay taken away for him to take this serious. And it has to be a last straw. It has to be a final warning. Like there, he should not. Which I don't know if he is or not. But he he shouldn't be wearing the second place on the all time ejection list behind Rasheed Wallace as a badge of honor. So. What he did last night, and I had read up and heard something about the apology he made, and he's like, look, look, you know, I don't normally apologize. Like, I really didn't mean to do this, and the guy was pulling my hip, so I, I was just kind of, I flailed to, to sell the, the hip pull and this and that. That 
I'm not buying that because if he were selling the hip pull that was coming from right hand, right hip, he would have spun the other way and backhanded the guy. He turned and made a point to throw a close fist punch <laughs> to this guy's face, the opposite direction of what he's trying to sell us when he was selling to the referee. Now, now he's just lying and trying to trying to save face. So I, I, I'm not buying it either, man. Draymond, it, I, I don't know. Someone made a joke. Maybe they were making a joke. Maybe they were being serious, but. Something's going on with that dude mentally. Like somebody needs to check on him internally. Like he needs to. I don't know if the NBA, if if their health insurance covers like psychiatrists or whatnot. But he he needs he needs to talk to somebody. Something's not right uh, in his mind for him to just continue to do this and think it's okay. Like it, it's it's out of hand, man. I mentioned yesterday on the show that the New Orleans Pelicans are like. That kid in school that is really, really smart but doesn't study and makes bad grades. They're a C or a D student, but they're brilliant. And then the one time that they do study, of course, they ace the test. That feels like the Pelicans to me. Sometimes they bring home the science test and it's an A-plus, everything right, just like a couple nights ago when they beat the Timberwolves. Some nights they sleep through the lecture and make an F. They're so inconsistent. On any given night, they could beat anybody. On any given night, Zion could be a buffet, as Stephen A. Smith said. And it's hard to predict when we're going to get a consistent effort from this team, because boy, we haven't seen it all year. Yeah, it's I, I don't understand their thing, and I can't remember what. Maybe one or two days ago, I saw something like, "Yeah, the Pelicans beat so and so, one twenty-one to one hundred four, and Zion had thirty points, and this and that." And it's just like I, I can't even get excited about it. All I do is laugh. Like, <laughs> matter of time, ain't going to make it till January tenth. You know. That something something is bound to go wrong here. You know, I I hope to God I'm proven wrong, but I'm with you, man. It, it's it's incredibly frustrating as a fan to have all this hope, all this build up. Man, this is the year. Man, they finally got their stuff together. I've seen this same old story way too many times. I I know what the end result is going to be. Like you you and I both know, Coach Kyle. Everyone listening, everyone knows. Like, don't get too excited. Don't get your hopes up too much. Unless you already have in your hand tickets to the next home game, like there's nothing to be excited about beyond that because you don't know what's coming next after that. You don't know if you're going to get a good effort. You don't know if Zion's going to get hurt. I mean, e- even tickets to the next game isn't. A, you don't know if Zion's getting hurt in practice today. Like it's 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 that. Like we know how this story ends. And like I said, I hope to God I'm proven wrong. But like I'm on my last final final straw of ha- keeping hope alive for this team. The Nichols men and women's basketball teams are both playing pretty well in the preseason. I got the date circled already. February 17th, the Colonel men are going to be hosting McNeese and Will Wade. Will Wade's suspension ends tonight. They're 8-2. and two. They're rolling. But, man, we got some fun in Thibodeau, too. I'm super excited about both teams getting into conference play. I think the women are going to go from the bottom to the upper middle, if not near the top. And I think the men are going to stay about where they've been in the last couple of years in the top half. Two good basketball teams in Thibodeau, and more important than that, two exciting teams to watch. They put on a good product on the floor. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Look, the 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 overall turnaround of the women's program, I honestly would not be shocked if they finished, like, second in conference this year. And I only say second because, you know, it's just ridiculous to, to predict first to, from last to first. But I see them very much at the top this year. With uh, with the turnaround that they've made, and, and and agree with you with the with the men, you know they 
middle of the pack to maybe towards high. You know, they, they may at some point they may hold full control, have a game lead on somebody, and then the last two weeks, you know, every 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 once in a while something goes wrong. Uh, they may finish like third or fourth, but I, still a strong a strong team who defends their home court well, especially in conference. A strong team that's certainly worth the price of admission if you're doing some, if you're not doing anything in Thibodeau. And I, you know what? I misspoke. Don't if you're not doing anything in Thibodeau that night. Erase that from your thoughts. Make the effort. Make the time. Make the plans to go out of your way and see these guys and these girls. Because look, they're really totally worth it. We've got for the first time in a long time both a women's and men's basketball team. I mean, look, football was excellent. They won. They with them winning conference. You got. Women and men basketball, baseball won conference last year. Like, what a time to be just anywhere in the Lafourche or Terrebonne area to be around Nichols right now. Like, if you're just an alum, if you're just a casual whatever, like, you need to become a Colonel fan right now because we have a local D1 basketball program, a local FCS powerhouse that dominates. We've got a local major, I don't want to say major, but a local college baseball program that dominates their conference, competes with the big dogs. You know, this, and I'm sorry to go off track to other sports, but, like, it all it's all part of the big picture here. Like, Colonel Sports is where it's at right now. And particularly right now in this season, women's and men's basketball, people, you got to get out there and go see it. They're, they're really fun to watch. And you and I get the best seats in the house for yep. every home game at the scores table. I mean, it, it's even better up close in person. Everyone should be jealous of our points of view and our, <laughs> what we get to do as far as participating. But, man, it's uh, it's really special, man. They got something good going on down there uh, in Thibodeau. It's, uh, I can't wait for the next home games. Let's wrap up talking some wrestling. Uh, Gage Griffin, the Central LaFouche boys basketball coach, came on the show yesterday. Gage is a way bigger wrestling fan than you or I. He is Super hardcore into it. He made his predictions yesterday at Mania. He said Punk versus Rollins for one title, Roman versus Cody for the other title. He's already got it booked. Do you think he's right, or do you think that there there's some shenanigans that could possibly happen that could break that up? Uh, man, as of now, I think he's 100% dead on. Uh, I, I got to agree with him. Um, but keep in mind, you know, there's always that 1% in the back of your head. There's always that sneaky little tactic. There's always that swerve. There's always that don't fall for the copyright logo in the corner of the screen. <laughs> Who knows what's going to go on between, you know, between today and the end of Royal Rumble. You've got to make Royal Rumble spectacular some kind of way. And these days, as far as keeping the fans' attention span, you've got to keep it exciting it's got to be beyond just, oh, the guy you expected to win the Royal Rumble itself won. Like, something crazy has to happen in the main event. Some kind of swerve has to happen. Some major return. Some major something. Some well, It could just be a major face-to-heel turn, but something's going to happen for Royal Rumble. I don't know if it's going to alter those two predictions by uh, Coach Griffin, but... You know, uh, it could, uh, at the very least, it could have some sort of effect, man. Uh, I just don't be surprised. I think he's right right now, but between now and the end of January, you never know, man. I'm going to leave you with this last question. If I offer you a wager, you get Cody 
and you get CM Punk. But the other side is the field in the Royal Rumble, so 28 other guys. Would you take Cody or Punk, or would you take the field? Nah, I'm taking Cody or Punk for sure. Okay, so you think it's going to be one of them? You think it's going to be uh, one of the two top dogs that's going to bring it home? One way or another, one of those two guys has to win the Royal Rumble to keep their story strong. So anyone else winning the Royal Rumble itself, I think, completely throws the balance off. That's beyond a swerve. So to to tell you which one, I don't know how they're going to finish laying out the stories, but one of those guys definitely has to win the Royal Rumble match. There you go. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time, as always. Hey, man, thanks for having me. It was fun. And as always, go Tarps, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job, as always. Normally we'd take a break here, but I'm going to go for another couple of minutes. Then we'll get a break. Then we'll get to our mailbag. Um, Turtle thinks that Gage Griffin's right about the Rumble. Uh, I think he's right about the Rumble as well. Turtle also said that he's, uh, but I understand what he was saying. He's not really in favor of a transfer portal. He's in favor of everything being the same for everybody. So if they're not going to enforce their rules, then might as well let everybody do all this stuff. So I, I get that side of it. I don't think this is going to pass. We talked about it in yesterday's show. But whew, the fact that we're having the conversation sure introduces us to a whole different world of high school athletics. Yeah, look, Turtles, enforce, enforce the rules. and uh, But he wants this to pass and enforce. They don't want to enforce the rules now. Yeah. It, it, it. <laughs> so I, it. We mentioned, yet, by the way, our betting picks yesterday were 3-1. and one. The only one that we missed was the Clippers going over. And that one only missed because the you know, the Clippers dominated the game and didn't let the of other team. Of course they did. Didn't let the other team score enough to for it to go over. But this was not intended to be me bragging about the Clippers. This was sure. instead intended to be me bragging about LSU. The LSU women's basketball team did something last night that you don't often see. They at one point went on a forty-one to zero run. They won one hundred thirty-three to forty-four last night against McNeese. In the second quarter, they outscored McNeese 30 to nothing. And then they scored 38 in the third, 33 in the fourth, scored 133 points. Um, they ain't no running time in college, so they kept playing, and she didn't keep her starters in. Andrew, Andrew recently played 22 minutes, Morrow 22 minutes. It was the bench players. Del, Del Rosario, a freshman center off the bench, 27 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Velez off the bench, 10 points, 5 assists. Whew, LSU starting to get this thing rolling, boy. You win, you beat somebody by 89 points. Um, it's pretty good work from Mulkey and her team. They flexed their muscles big last night. Yeah, they awesome. I sense a little sarcasm <laughs> there. They're playing Northwestern State on Sunday on the SEC Network. Northwestern State is a little more competitive in the early season than McNeese is. Northwestern's going to get the yeah. same drumming that McNeese got, maybe not to this level. Um I don't know, man. It looks like they have fixed some of their issues. Angel Reese looks like she's bought in. She's played hard since she came back from her sabbatical. Last night she had 21 points and 11 rebounds in 22 minutes. She's playing hard again, at least for now. Looks like they're back in that honeymoon period where uh, honey, uh, yeah, honeymoon period where everything's going well. Yeah, for now we'll, we'll see. But I, th- I think it's uh, should be smooth sailing as far as locker room issues go. The rest of the year. I mentioned yesterday that, you know, hey, I'm always so willing to beat up on Zion when things don't go well, but you got to give him his due whenever things do go well. And he played extremely well against Minnesota. Well, 
He's a game-time decision today. He's questionable with a left ankle sprain. No one even knew that he was having any. Like, the last game he played, he dominated. He didn't show any signs of an injury whatsoever. Questionable tonight with a left ankle sprain. This dude is never going to play 10, 15. Yeah, mental. Mental issues. Oh. Let's talk about Draymond Green for a second. Um, last night, in a pick that I gave you guys successfully, I said take the Suns over the Warriors. They they won, 119-116. to 116. Draymond Green is trying to post up um, Nurkic, the center for the Suns. Nurkic is kind of holding him a little bit, but not, not too bad. I mean, it wasn't flagrant. He was just guarding him close. Draymond Green turns around. And punches him in the face. Um, he was ejected from the game and is awaiting a possible suspension. This is the same Draymond Green who earlier in the season got another player in a chokehold in what he said was his way to attempt to break up a fight. This is the same Draymond Green who has been ejected from 20 different games in his career. This is the same Draymond Green who has kicked people in the nuts during games. Same Draymond Green who has stomped on somebody's chest during a game. And, bro, the Warriors are 10-13. and They're aging. They're not very good anymore. Klay Thompson is aging. Draymond Green's aging. Curry's getting older. There ain't no way that I would be putting up with this dude and his shenanigans. And the reason why it continues to happen is because the NBA continually gives him slap on the wrist after slap on the wrist, two games, three games, We need to put this dude on ice for two weeks, three weeks, 15, 20 games. You can't just punch someone in the face in the middle of the game and expect that to be okay. It's time we give this dude a really strong and severe penalty. He apologized after, oh, bro, I didn't mean to do it. Okay, bro. Whenever it's always you, you are the problem. He hit this dude in the face for no reason. There was no reason to react that way. You know, I get it. If, uh, Boy, you're looking at it on video. If it's the first time something like this like this would have happened, you get the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, five, six times in a season, at least. Uh, what the, the the coaching staff, and they can't sit him because if they do, he's probably out of a job. Uh, can you imagine, it, dude? Like, dude. It, it, world of the NBA where the star players have more power than the coach. Could you imagine being a coach and having to sit through that? that, That's. But you're right. They can't bench. Now now look, the NBA is going to bench him. They're going to suspend him. But as the second the suspension ends, he's going to be back out there and he's going to be doing this to somebody else. And and look, I always said when Harden was with the Rockets and, and they were big rivals with Golden State, the worst place to be when you're playing Golden State is when Draymond Green has five fouls or one technical. Because then he knows, hey, for the whole rest of the game, I could do whatever I want to do. You're looking at the video right now. Just turn around and punched him in the face. Yeah. And, and, and thought that that was okay. And, and thought that that was okay. And, and, and Nurkic um, said after the game, what I think Taylor was handing out is like, dude, this dude needs some counseling or something, bro. Like, this ain't okay. Uh, he's got some sort of anger issue. Uh, I think he's just a punk myself. But that's neither here nor there. I'm curious to see what that suspension is going to be. Because you can't continue to do stuff like this over and over and over and get away with it. It's bad for the league. And it happened in practice already. Didn't he fight with somebody? Jordan Poole just knocked him out cold in the middle of practice. As a teammate, how would you want to practice against him? 
you, you're trying to better yourself as a player and as an organization, a team, you're going to go hard in practice. You go hard against this guy, and he doesn't like it. It's punching you out. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's there's a line, and he crossed it. Multiple times. A long time ago. Yeah, no doubt. I, we, we agree there. The Warriors lose last night. They're 10 and 13. They don't look the same, man. That they, they are struggling. And it, look, they should be struggling. Uh, Curry's old, Thompson's old, Draymond's old. You got Chris Paul. Like, they should be struggling. Their roster isn't as good as other teams' rosters are right now. They get, they get tomorrow night as beating of the night because they're playing the Clippers tomorrow night. So bang, bang, slap, slap. Just like the last time. Okay. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we got our mailbag. We'll get some questions answered from you all to wrap things up. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, go Tarpons! Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. During this holiday season, our thoughts turn gracefully to those who have made our progress possible. And in this spirit, we say sincerely thank you and best wishes for the holiday season and a happy new year from everyone at Ashley Barrios State Farm Insurance. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Welcome back to Play by Play. We thank Brody Williams for the time. We thank Taylor Griffin for the time. We thank you all for your time um, throughout the day. It is a nice day outside. Hopefully it stays that way. And uh, we're looking forward to being at Vanderbilt Catholic tonight. They're taking on John Curtis. There's a 6 o'clock JV game, 7 o'clock for Varsity. So uh, maybe 7.15 or so. Uh, well, the game will start probably around 7.15 or so. We'll probably go on the air around 7 or so uh, over at Vanderbilt. Got our mailbag. I'm at Casey underscore Justclair on Twitter. Uh, I'm Casey Justclair on Facebook. We're at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter, X, whatever it's called now. And we're also Kaylee B Radio on Facebook. If you got my cell number, 
Shoot me a text if you got a question, or I could be emailed at justclarecasey at gmail.com. The first question comes from a listener who wants to know. That's actually a pretty good question. Casey, who's your favorite basketball team going to be when James Harden retires? Good question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Um, maybe go back to the Rockets, right? I mean, they're yeah, I, I had a lot of, got a lot of Rockets gear. It won't be the Nets. We weren't there long enough. Won't be the 76ers. Kind of liking the Clippers, though, man. I like these late-night games. I'm a night owl. I like the fact that the games start at 10 o'clock. I could get in from the gym and watch the Clippers play. It might end up being the Clippers. They're kind of an underdog story, but we'll see. I'm not sure. Next question comes from a listener who wants to know, how long should Draymond Green be suspended for his latest act? <sighs> 10 games? 15 games? Um, If this were... Joe Schmo, who played for the Cleveland Cavs, and Joe Schmo, who has never been in trouble before, it'd be one or two games. You know, stuff happens. But when you're Draymond Green and every third week this is happening, you're going to get more. And we've watched the replay here in the studio throughout the course of the show. Yusef Nurkic was just guarding. Like, he wasn't doing anything malicious. Uh, the Look, the excuse they used when he stepped on Sabonis was, all oh, Sabonis grabbed his leg. What is he supposed to do? They have an excuse for everything. But here in this situation, the dude just lit him up. I mean, the guy was guarding him and he just absolutely lit him up. I don't understand what, what was the reason or the rationale there, but um, just punched him in the face. And, and I don't understand the reason for that. I think it should be a 10 or 15 game suspension. We're a little flustered. We got some guests. Is there anything we, we need to do? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. We just did that. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we uh, again a reminder: we are at Vanderbilt Catholic taking on John Curtis tonight, seven o'clock. Um, game of the week. Game of the week. High yes. school game of the week. And and this is girls, by the way. The Vanderbilt girls taking on John Curtis. Yeah. Anybody wants to become a sponsor, go ahead and call the business office seven nine eight seven seven nine two. There you go. Listener wants to know, Casey, where will Bill Belichick coach next year? Report out of New England yesterday said he is not going to be with the Patriots next year. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of vacancies. I think the Chargers are a good spot because they got a good young quarterback, but I don't think he's going to want to work for the Chargers' ownership, which kind of sucks. Um, there's some rumors and whispers that Tomlin and Pittsburgh are growing tired of one another, maybe the Steelers. Or maybe he just doesn't coach next year. Maybe he just... Rides off into the sunset. He's in his 70s. He's won a bunch of Super Bowls. But it doesn't look like it's going to be New England. I don't know where it would be. Um, but I really hope that it doesn't become Emmitt Smith playing for the Arizona Cardinals where we see an aging coach at a team that we're not used to seeing and he's losing every year. Hopefully if he does go somewhere else, he has a better time than what he's doing right now in New England where the three, the team is 3-10. and 10. Let me ask you two questions off of that. Mm -hmm. Would – do you think he would go just be a coordinator somewhere else? No, I don't think so. Next, do you think he would coach on a college level? Uh -huh. Probably not. I don't see him wanting to recruit and all that good stuff. Not at his age. I'll ask you a question. Would you take him in New Orleans next year? Yes. <laughs> would you take this cough drop in New Orleans yes. next year? Uh, next question. You see that guy's on the side of the road over there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who is the best boys basketball player in our area? Um, and oh. then also, who's the best girls basketball player in our area? Um, for the boys right now, 
I would have to go with Chris Coleman of HL Bourgeois. He's had a bunch of huge games, but I don't want to take anything away from Griffin at Central Lafouche. I don't want to take anything away from Matthews at Vanderbilt because those are excellent players as well. But right now, if you're asking me to pick one, I think it would be Chris Coleman at HL Bourgeois. He's made a huge leap forward. He's so explosive. He scores at will. He would be my pick for the boys. For the girls, I'm sorry, man. It's got to be Michaela Charles. Uh, she is, she's a monster down low. She could score inside and out. She affects the game on both offense and defense. Caroline Adams at EDY is incredible also. Um, but it's got to be Charles for the girls, and I'm going Coleman for the boys. Yeah, that's some good picks. Will LSU fire Matt House, and will they bring Corey Raymond back to the staff? Here's the thing, bro. I, I do think that they're going to fire Matt House. I do. But the thing that's so shady about this and it's not just an LSU problem. It's an everywhere problem. The early signing period is coming up in a couple weeks where players are going to sign at that December deadline. You're going to have most of your class locked up, signed, sealed, delivered, and a lot of the kids are going to then early enroll in January and be on campus. I think they're going to fire him after the early signing period, and I think it's dirty the way that they don't want to lose anybody who was committed and, oh, I want to play for Coach House. They don't want to lose those kids. So I think they'll get those kids signed, sealed, and delivered, and then they'll make the change. And I think that there are a lot of programs who do that same thing. I think that's kind of shady business. I think that's kind of misleading a little bit, but they're certainly not the only ones who do it. And in terms of will they bring Corey Raymond back, my uh, birdies on the ground in Baton Rouge say that they're going to certainly try to. Um, don't know if he's going to come back, but they're certainly going to make the effort and the attempt, uh, if for no other reason than he's a great recruiter. So... Yes, I do think they'll fire Matt House, and I do think that there's also a possibility, yes, that Corey Raymond comes back to the LSU staff. So you think there's people, or count us say people, uh, high school kids getting ready to sign or people in the portal that want to play for Matt House? I, I, they say he's a pretty good recruiter, man. If he could sell uh, you know, a vision to those kids, yeah, I, I do think that they that, – I don't think that's all that they would be signing with LSU for, but if – Matt House is the guy that's been recruiting me this whole time, and and then now all of a sudden it's going to be some dude that I never met before. Yeah, I think I think that that would make a difference. I really do, and I think that that's the reason why they're going to make the move after the first signing period, whenever they got those kids locked in and they can't transfer. So that's why the last few months Brian Kelly's been on every re- recruiting trip with Matt House. There you go. Crazy how that <laughs> works. There you go. Is there any chance that Jaden Daniels goes number one overall in the NFL draft? I think that that one's pretty much locked up by Caleb Williams. Um, But I'll say this. I think Daniels is going to go to camps and combines. I think that the teams are going to see that he's going to run a 4-4 or 4-5-40. I think the teams are going to see that he throws the ball extremely well in traffic deep down the field. I think the teams are going to see that he doesn't have a whole lot of muscle in his frame yet, so you could kind of build him up the way that you want to. I think he's going to rise. I think he's going to be a top 10 pick at the bear, at the very least um, because at the end of the day, he's an SEC quarterback who had 40 touchdowns and four interceptions, man, and that's at the best conference in the country. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to go number one overall. I think Caleb Williams has that one sewed away, um, but I could see him going very much so top 10, top five, maybe even top two like Mike Dettelier said. I think Jaden's going to be one of the first names called for sure. Dang. Did you like the NBA in-season tournament? Didn't understand it, um, but I'll tell you, I, the, the players played harder in those games. So if the the goal was to make the regular season more exciting, it worked. And I'll say this, 
LeBron haters, get ready. I'm about to say something nice about your boy. LeBron James told the Laker rookies, a lot of whom were just making six, $700,000 a year, hey, bro, we're going to win this thing, and we're going to win this for y'all. So y'all could get this $500,000 bonus and basically would double your salary. I think that's pretty neat. You know, he took care of a lot of his guys, the two-way players, the rookies, the, you know, the, the small contracts, and he made it his goal. Hey, Merry Christmas. I'm going to get you guys that money. It made the guys play harder, and if in an NBA where guys don't like to play hard, if you made them play harder, I think that it is a success, and I think we should do it again next year. I thought you were saying uh, haters get ready. Yeah, I said something good about LeBron. Oh, I thought you were going to bash him no, again. No, no, I said I something good about it. him. No. Yeah. Well, why not just give him the, the money? Give him your share. Yeah, well, he could do that too. Yeah. I suppose he's a billionaire. It's not going to hurt him. Uh, oh, man, this one's tough. Casey, if you could eat one food and only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh. Can wake up and get some pizza. <laughs> no. Tomato sauces. Doesn't agree with me. It's got to be a, a good chicken and sausage gumbo. I, I, oh, my God. I could eat that every night. I ate that last night. for. It's got to be chicken and sausage gumbo. What would yours be? Oh, it'd be a seafood gumbo. Seafood gumbo. Okay, so we're both going gumbo. Man, boiled crawfish don't sound too bad either. I, I could give a bunch of answers to that one. Yeah. Boiled shrimp. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Uh, who is the most likely team to win the national championship this season? The LSU women or the LSU baseball team? I'm going to go with the LSU women because they have more back off of their team that actually has already won it than the baseball team does off of their group that won it. Baseball has got to replace Paul Skeens and, you know, Ross and like they've got to replace some big pieces of their team. But I think they they will. I think they're going to have a great chance and they're going to have a great team. But I've seen the women win the championship with Angel Reese before. I've seen Van Lith play in the Elite Eight before. I think that I've seen Michaela Williams win high school championships and she's incredible. I think the LSU women have a better chance, but I do think both of the teams are going to have a puncher's chance to repeat. Yeah, and baseball is just such a crazy sport. Yeah, I mean, you could. So much can happen. You could hit game. the ball hard for nine straight yeah. innings right at people. Yeah, it, I agree with that. Last question. Ooh, this is a dude who's a glutton for punishment. Who's going to win the NFC South? Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. They have beaten Atlanta and New Orleans heads up. I think they've got the best quarterback, which is insane to say because I don't think their quarterback's very good. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Their schedule is okay. They play the Packers Sunday. It's a big game. If they win that game, though, you're at home against Jacksonville, at home against New Orleans, and closing out with Carolina. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I think that the Bucs are going to win the division. Oh, man. I would say Tampa Bay, but I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta wins it in the Dome, last game of the year. Ooh, that would be lovely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, NBA picks. I'm going to get you some betting picks tonight. I like... Um, let's go over 241.5 for the Pelicans and the Wizards. The Wizards, as I told you yesterday, they were the worst defensive team that there is. I think the Pelicans are going to score a good bit, and I like over 241.5 in that one. I like the Grizzlies plus 7.5 against the Rockets tonight. The Rockets are a big favorite. They shouldn't be that heavily favored, so give me the Grizzlies and the points there. 
Give me the Lakers money line, minus 144 money line over the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are trash, man. That, that, that spread shouldn't be as close as it is. Uh, that one's going to be lopsided. And give me the Suns, minus two over the Brooklyn Nets. Now, let's see if I could find anything in the college game that I like tonight. Let's see. We have, I have one circled here. I can't find it. Oh, yeah, here we go. LSU men. The LSU men are going to get a win tonight. I'm going minus 20. LSU over Alabama State. LSU's not very good on the men, but come on now. Alabama State should be able to run with them. I like the Tigers. Uh, given the points there, I like LSU minus 20 and a half over Alabama State. And uh, I also like Southern Miss plus five and a half over McNeese. I know I've been talking up McNeese, but Southern Miss is a bigger conference school. I think McNeese is going to be playing with a lot of emotion, a lot of fire, but I think Southern Miss is going to play the role of the spoiler. Southern Miss plus five and a half against McNeese tonight. We had a good night yesterday. We were three and one. Hopefully we carry that momentum forward. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody for sending in their questions. Tomorrow we should have a fun show again. Uh, we, we should have Stan Gravois tomorrow lined up. Uh, we should have a bunch of scores around the high school ranks to talk about. We'll dive a little deeper into the Saints and the Giants um, big one for New Orleans. We'll talk about all of that in tomorrow's show. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening today. You've been listening to Play by Play. We want to thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Golden Motors, price, where price is priority, located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations, Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And also a reminder tonight, we've got our Game of the Week. So uh, Vanderbilt Terriers are going to be taking on John Curtis, opening tip around 7 o'clock uh, for the Varsity Girls matchup. And then one more little piece of housekeeping here. The Raging Cajun is ready to spread some holiday cheer. Tune in each weekday to KLEB 1600 AM and 102.7 FM between 6 AM and 1130 AM for a chance to win a three or a, not a three, a free $25 gift certificate from Rouse's Markets. Listen for the hog squeal soundbite then be the fifth caller for a chance to win a $25 gift certificate. The promotion will air December 4th through 15th, so we've got another couple days, and the promotion is brought to you by our friends at Rouse's Markets. Prizes will be mailed to winners. Coastal Broadcasting is not responsible for prizes that are lost in the mail. Join Rouse's Markets Bourbon Society to be the first to hear about limited-run bourbons and new releases. Sign up today. At, uh, email cheers at rouses.com to learn more about bourbon brands. Get your holiday bourbon baskets and hard to find bourbons at retail prices at Rouses Markets. That's all for us today. Boy, a glass of bourbon don't sound so bad right hey now. Hey, now. We'll be at Vanderbilt tonight. You've been listening to Play by Play. Love you guys. Have a great rest of the day. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.